0: Hi folks, welcome back to the Antioch Irredentist Podcast. I am your host of this fine podcast, the Antioch Irredentist. And what a lot of topics we got to discuss today, my friends, today. So, let's go ahead and get started with one that really, really bothered me seeing this. Franciscan friar charged for allegedly padlocking Long Island Planned Parenthood and this is according to the feds and we all know how trustworthy the feds are. They had nothing to do with things like 9/11 you know, JFK assassination, MLK assassination, lying about the Gulf of Tonkin lying about the war in Iraq you know you can totally trust our federal government right so but they're saying that this Franciscan priest uh, serving time on a state conviction for blocking women from entering a Westchester County clinic, was hit with federal charges Thursday for allegedly padlocking the doors to a Planned Parenthood building in Long Island. Christopher Fidelis Machinsky, age 52, is accused of fastening five locks, some with glue poured in them, to the Hempstead facility gate on the morning of July 7th, before it opened that day. And listen to the charges that he's facing. He's going to be facing felony charges. Um... where is it? I was reading this earlier. I'm sorry, I can't find it now, but he is facing felony charges. And and that's really unfortunate. Why you're, you're a felon because you put padlocks that can easily be clipped off with uh, bolt cutters, wire cutters, whatever. Easily clip those off. <laughs> okay, you put a little glue in them. So the fuck what? Seriously? Seriously? Uh, it's facing federal charges over that. And federal... Yeah, um, here it is. Here it is. This is according to CNA Catholic News Agency. We're going to find this, because I know that I had seen where they are want to charge him with a felony for this. It's just amazing to me. You know, did you guys see that one fucking clown, Michael Palacios, in New York? I think he was in uh, Brooklyn where this happened. Brooklyn or Queens or Manhattan or maybe the Bronx. It wasn't Manhattan, no, it was, it was Brooklyn or the Bronx. And this dumbass, thirty-one-year-old dumbass, goes into a McDonald's with a backpack, and in the backpack is a little hatchet, a little axe. He calls it a tomahawk when he got interviewed. He got messed with by some guys for whatever reason, because they wouldn't unlock the bathroom or something like that. I don't know. Well, then, and he gets he gets attacked by these guys. Guys start punching himself, which is which is bad, you know. And he has a right to defend himself. He pulls out the hatchet, and they start backing off. And he comes out and lunges out a little. And you know, up to that point, I can live with it, no problem. Hey, you're just taking care of yours, right? Because they punched you and pushed you and all this stuff. Well, then what he does? He starts breaking glass fixtures and tables and chairs and like lunges at a woman who had nothing to do with any of. Just some woman sitting in a booth, and she's scared to death. And he's like lunging her direction, like hatchet in hand. She's scared to death, naturally, of course. And then he hits. One of the guys, some other guy that wasn't involved in the back of the head with the hatchet. (laughs) Nothing dangerous there. And then, like, starts really going at these guys and breaking shit. It's like, they arrest him. him, Let him out with no bail in under two hours. And they're not going to charge him with anything. Well, guess what? Surprise, surprise. Two weeks later, this fucking clown, who should be sitting, rotting in a cell is fucking commits another violent assault again. He should have been charged with aggravated assault the first time. So I don't want to hear this bullshit about how, you know, minorities are being held down, they're being abused by the system and all stuff. You know, yeah, there was a time that that was true, but in big liberal cities, that's really not happening anymore. That was true 10 years ago, 20 years ago, they weren't getting a fair shake in the justice system because they didn't have the best lawyers or because juries thought they were thuggish or whatever. Okay, I don't think that's so true anymore. Not in New York, L.A., Philadelphia... San Francisco, on and on and on. But we're going to we're gonna charge a priest with a felony because he put padlocks that you can easily break off on an abortion clinic. It's the cult of death, ladies and gentlemen. It's the cult of death that loves infanticide. Now we go to Susan Sarandon. Let's see here. She got in a little bit of trouble on Twitter. You know, a lot of people do. And, uh, you know, they become the victims of cancel culture. But I'm going to support Susan Sarandon because listen to what she says. How can you not agree with this? I'm going to give her a follow after that because I didn't realize I wasn't following her. Let's see here. Where was this? This must have been 12 hours ago. She posted... She didn't even type this herself. She posted a picture. Here it is. The picture reads... It's some kind of little, I'm guessing, like a message board somewhere, and it says, It didn't start with gas chambers. It started with one party controlling the media. One party controlling the message. One party deciding what is truth. One party censoring speech and silencing opposition. One party dividing citizens into us and them. One party dividing citizens into us and them. And calling on their supporters to harass them. It started when good people turned a blind eye and let it happen. And you know what? She's absolutely right. That's what the Democrats are doing today. And, you know, the Republicans were doing it during the first Bush term and even the very first year of the second W. Bush term. It was that kind of environment. It's like where they controlled the narrative. They controlled the message. They had everything. They had both houses of Congress. They dominated the Supreme Court. They had Americans hypnotized in fear over the terrorist threat and all that bullshit. Remember John Ashcroft, that John Clown and his uh, color-coded terrorism threat thing? Remember that? I do. Pepper's Farm remembers. And uh, <laughs> and they, they did that. And now the Republicans today are so marginalized. Like, they can't get a word. They, they don't even get taken seriously by a news reporter anymore. Every fucking thing. Not just the news. Not just the news. I mean, any any mainstream legacy media like ABC, NBC. You want to talk CNN? You want to talk the newspaper? You want to talk a show like The View? You want to talk to these late-night comedians who aren't funny anymore? They're not funny. Jimmy Kimmel, you are not funny. You are an ass clown. Yes, you're a fucking clown, Jimmy Kimmel. You're not funny. All you do is virtue signal and trash Trump, and that's it. You don't say one thing that's funny. Why don't you be fucking funny? And same thing for Saturday Night Live. Try be fucking funny for once. I can't remember the last time they were funny since uh the Walking in Staten uh Mark Cone, uh, parody video. That's the last time I remember Saturday Night Live being funny at all. Uh so yeah, so of course, you know, they're gonna try doing the cancel culture, same they did to Gina Carano. Now we get to Raphael Warnock, good old Baptist minister Raphael Warnock at uh, Ebenezer Baptist. That's his claim to fame. He's done. The man's done nothing besides so run bullshit, fucking charitable funds that kick homeless people out uh, out of an apartment complex. So what did he recently say here? This is going to be right here. I'll try and play this for you so you can hear the clip because he he sounds kind of like Jeremiah right here. America, it sounds like that that Jeremiah write that America's chickens are coming home to roost. Where is it? Oh my goodness, I wish I could find it. It's only on Twitter, so I won't be able to play it. But it basically says, uh, America needs to repent for its worship of whiteness. Uh, no, I think you need to repent for uh, trying to run over your ex-wife's uh, foot with your car think you need to repent for uh, kicking out needy, desperate, homeless people and treating them like shit. And then, you know, parading around as a Baptist minister when you're all all okay with abortion. You're the one that needs to repent, clown. And we move on to our next topic here, fentanyl. You know, I, I watch a lot of conservative news, a lot of conservative YouTube videos, that kind of thing, Republican, conservatives. I listen to Republican politicians. And I hear a lot of talk about fentanyl. And they talk about they're the ones letting fentanyl cross the border, da, da da da. You know, and I mean fentanyl is bad. Don't get me wrong, I don't you don't want to get involved with that shit. It's super addictive, harmful, it's just all kinds of bad. So, agree, fentanyl is bad, but no one's putting a gun to your head making you take fentanyl. You can <laughs> You can choose not to do it if you want, believe it or not. And it just reminds me when I hear these politicians and these commentators talk about it. It feels like we're going back into the late 80s Reagan-Bush Sr. war on drug, war on crack, specifically crack cocaine. Like, they're making fentanyl the new crack cocaine. And if you know anything about that, then you know that what was going on there was, they it was like, like a five to one ratio at one point where like the number of years you get sentenced for possession of cocaine versus possession of crack. And it's the same substance, just made a little bit different way with some extra shit and boiled a certain whatever. I don't, I'm not a drug maker, so I don't know, but I know it's basically the same shit. Okay. But you know, Reagan and, uh, and uh, what's it called? Reagan and Bush senior got into a dick measuring contest with what's his name? Tip O'Neill the Democrat Speaker of the House. They got into it with him and they, everyone was trying to top each other on how tough on crime and tough on drugs they could be. So, And how many families, how many lives, how many people's livelihoods got destroyed because of, you know, a little possession of drugs, like non-violent offenders, but they got caught with drugs. Anyone who's a wrestling fan, if you know it, you know, the name Kerry Von Erich, that was one of the things that happened right before he killed himself. Was uh, He was already on probation and he got pulled over by a cop and they found cocaine in his car. And the DA said they made it very clear they wanted to really go after him because they're like tired of the Von Erich family thinking they're the big shots around Dallas. So I, I really believe that was a major factor that led to him shotgunning himself at his at his dad's property. So I don't I don't want to be tough on crime. I don't want the state, you know, standing on the necks of people because they use drugs. Should you use drugs? Of course you shouldn't use drugs. But it's opposite of I mean, this is one of the things that led that kind of thing is what led to the 1994 Brand uh, Brandon I'm, I'm sorry, Joe Biden crime bill, you know. Just this little much will get you this many years. And 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 then you couple that and you juxtapose it with how these liberal mayors and liberal DAs and these liberal big cities are letting people on tape commit violent crimes and letting them out with no bail like that Michael Palacios jackass. You know, it it's possible to say, you know what, you need to prosecute violent crime. You need to have bail. You need to have these people be arrested. You need to have people charged with a crime. That doesn't mean you have to go overboard and go back to the early 90s. You do not need that. So something that concerns me, something that worries me. Uh, Hillary Clinton says right-wing extremists have already, already have a plan to literally steal the next election. Oh, you mean like you guys did? Two years ago? Mm. Okay. Very interesting there. I mean, aren't you the one who uh, said that Donald Trump was an illegitimate president and he's only president because of Russia? What what exactly did the Russians do to interfere in the election? Please explain. Because they had some fake Facebook profiles and Twitter profiles talking some shit, you know, saying things, disinformation, whatever. Okay. Everyone does that. Every country in the world has a propaganda department that gets on social media and tries to affect elections. You think America hasn't meddled in, You're talking about meddling in elections. That's what they were saying four, five years ago. Meddling in elections. Meddling in elections. What do you call the 1953 Iran coup? What do you call us uh, installing Pinochet in Chile in uh, September 11th, 1973? What do you call do you call that... Is that meddling in people's governments? I, I think it is. It's just my opinion, but, you know, we'll go from there, so... Hillary Clinton, you know, just shut up. Go do your bullshit reality shows. Go kill some more attorneys. You know, I'm sure you got better things to do. What else? What else? What's going on in this insane psychotic world that we live in? This modern day Sodom and Gomorrah called the United States of America. Uh, Brandon the Great. That's what we call Joe Biden on here. We call him Brandon the Great. Says, and I quote, And if you're fully vaccinated... Get one more COVID shot. Once a year. Well, problem with that is I seem to remember 36 days ago he said that the pandemic was over. So if the pandemic's over, what what are we getting more booster shots for? I mean, and how many fucking booster shots are there? Seriously, please please explain this to me. It makes no sense. And lastly, we'll call it a we'll call it a night with this here. Dylan Mulvaney. Anybody know who that is? So Dylan Mulvaney is uh, is this dude who says that since he was four years old, he's always felt like he was a girl, that he's really a girl. He's in a he's a male body, but he's really a female. So mm, what's 220 days? What is that? That's about seven months ago, seven and a half months ago. He started this thing where uh, I'm not going to call him she, because he's, he's, he's a fucking dude. He's got a dick. I'm not calling him she. Fuck you. So he started dressing up as a woman, acting like a woman, being all stereotypical girly. Ew, no bugs, you know, stuff like that. Out out in the middle of the park and whatever the fuck, and wearing high heels to go to go hiking. Hiking in high heels, what kind of dumb shit is that? I know plenty of women have gone hiking and don't wear fucking high heels for that bullshit. That's just going over the top, ridiculous with it. So this clown who has a YouTube following and a Twitter following gets to meet Brandon in the Oval Office, gets to meet Brandon in the Oval Office for doing nothing, having accomplished or achieved nothing other than pretending to be a female for seven and a half months. That is all this individual has done, is dress up and pretend to be a female, and that gets him an audience with Brandon the Great. I wonder how many Army Rangers or Navy SEALs or Marine Recon or Marine Raiders or uh, Air Force Pararescue guys, Coast Guard you know, special snipers, whatever. I wonder how many of those types he's had in the Oval Office. Probably probably a ra- relatively low number, and those are people who have actually done something. I wonder how many scientists who have made bra- groundbreaking breakthroughs in energy technology and medicine and all this kind of stuff, and, he's, and, you know, to celebrate them. Probably not very many, but Brandon never misses an opportunity to virtue signal. Case in point, he comes in the office. What's he got to do? Speaking of trans... Signs an executive order to let uh, men who think they're women compete in women's sports in the school level. What's he do? Cancels By by executive order, cancels the Keystone Excel pipeline. Cancels the Keystone Excel pipeline. He can do that, but he can't issue an executive order to uh, override the NAFTA provisions that prevented a lot of baby formula from coming in that would have helped a lot of people out months ago when there was a baby formula storage, but he can't do that. But he can let males compete in female sports. He can have a dude with a dick that thinks he's a woman in the Oval Office. I swear we are living in Sodom and Gomorrah, folks. All you can do is just pray and be good, and be you, and love God. You know, yeah, we're not called to be judgmental. We're not called to walk around looking down on people saying, "Oh, what a dirtbag," and he's going to hell, and this that, and that. No, but you can make judgment calls, and you you could say, you know what, that's not good. That's not, there, there is good and evil. That's not of God. That's not good. That's not holy. We need to not be doing that. So, anyway, you folks keep it real, and I'll see you on the next one. Man, you got to be shitting me. That mother's strong.